and welcome to the Mackey Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor from McLaughlin, talking all things sports for the next two hours. So if you like to call the show, our phone number is 334-844-9345. And if you've missed any of our shows and what they're looking to them, you can find a podcast of each episode currently on Spotify. This is the Mackey Hour, and today's show will be available later as podcast as well. And we have a busy show here with a kickoff of college for the first recap the Auburn Arkansas game, and then we'll later preview the Auburn South Carolina game. We're going to discuss other college football news. We'll do our weekly Auburn and the NFL. We'll recap NFL Week 5 and preview NFL Week 6. We'll recap the NBA Finals and discuss the MLB playoffs as well. So we're starting off with the Auburn Arkansas game. As Auburn was looking to bounce back from a disappointing loss against Georgia at the Duke Arkansas this past Saturday. And Auburn beat Arkansas 30 28. And Auburn is now 2 and 1 with the win. But they've got two spots in the people from 13 to 15. And this is really an interesting game. The temper of bad conditions, they're pouring rain for the entire first half. It's not raining in the third quarter. And of course, eventually, the final up in the first quarter, it's pouring rain again. But the soccer conditions is otherwise. And Arkansas came into this game with some confidence in the lesson. After winning on the road against the Rams in Mississippi State team last week. And then on the other hand, it's like all the looking at the before the loss. So after Auburn came in banged up, as they're making multiple starters in offense and defense, John Sivers, KJ Britt, Chris Zacharias, Dylan Simpson, they're all out injured. And then Auburn had a great start to this game. They were up 17 up, up 17 nothing. And it's special teams played a big role in that, as Brian Peters, who's really a special teams ace for Auburn. He dropped an Arkansas punt, and Brian Webster recovered it in the end zone for a touchdown. But overall, besides the, the touchdowns that Auburn had, Auburn's offensive defense were inconsistent throughout the game. The defense filled up three straight touchdowns before the half, so it ends up taking a 17 0 and a 17 12. And Arkansas, of course, has you know, the next extra point, and then they went for two after that. The next touchdown didn't get to a 17 12 half. But anyway, they're inconsistent, and I think it's evident. Auburn had missed quarterback and left him coverage for the last few games. As Auburn secondary has really struggled, something in the past is that he didn't expect to play in Saturday's game against South Carolina. But that's the secondary as a whole. They were at Felipe Franks to be 22 for 30 for 318 yards and four touchdowns with a 90.1 quarterback rating. And a little defensive back problem that particular struggle was just in touch. He struggled at times. And, of course, there's a lot of not fun on Arkansas go ahead and take down late in the game. But we're going to play goals against Georgia as well. So I think Pat, he's had a little tough time with all two games. And that's his theory as well. The theory had a great person against Kentucky. But he struggled against Georgia and he struggled a little against Arkansas as well. So the thing that I think right now is just missing the presence of Bill Clinton. So hopefully when he was trying to get in the group. But besides the secondary home struggles, the one defense was better in this game. So this game, they were 100 rushing yards, but they were the next player in the run defense this game compared to the Georgia game. And I will give the defense credit for forcing a free and out late in the game to get Auburn ball back for the game. So both on that field, of course, on this cross and missed the field goal, they had to get back out there. And Auburn had all three timeouts, and Auburn got stopped, and also he got another stop. He stopped all the time to the first play, stopped looking at the end of the second, and the third play, Flipper Frank, I ran for two yards, so. Without first of three and out, these are timeouts with two minutes left, and that allowed Auburn to get the ball back and lose the game to the field goal. Of 
Carolina Dolphins, the next game that was definitely running back since 15. The freshman had 20 carries for 146 yards. This is long before I'm going to 26 yards. And according to Pro Football Focus, 64, 14 attackers on second attempts. The most by any player in the game since 2014. It was really impressive. Every time he was just up and off, guys. It was one one that set up and left. It kind of quieted in the right line line of stations. But passing that side, just one tackle. And nobody throws him off him. He really is showing that he's better to run out the contact. Very good guy to be there. He also had four passes for 16 yards, along with 106 for 10 yards. So overall, since the defense began with 268 all purposes, the most guy in every player is the same age they had. He ran to 12 against Missouri, and it's 2013 after the game began. The book is very, very impressive, and so why is the fourth star? And he's stuck up in a big way with Sean Carter's out right now, and Travis Travis will be able to be back this week. Uh, the Travis has been out last few games. If he can run, he can play into it, and again, we're moving that series. So, Bigby's really stepped up there, and he's been the best player on all these offense so far this season. And he can run, in the case he did that, uh, I think I'm going to play into it, but in the case he did that, he referee, he was at eight rushes for 71 yards, including a 41 yard run. And that's the third mix. Overall, he had an average progression type game, which was 17 to 28, so he's 15 up to 17 percent. They went through for 187 yards and touchdowns. Of course, you know, the rain is the most play factor in that. And all the men run the ball very well. But so was a kind of outstanding. Which also had 10 play for, for uh, 15 yards, excuse me, 30 yards, including a 15 yard touchdown run. And there were moments where Nick was running off and very well. An Arden's nine play touchdown drive in the second half, which was 7 for 7 for 17 yards, for 32 yards. Packing off with a 17 yard touchdown pass to Anthony Fourth. Of course, most of the 17 yards on that touchdown were one after pass, but Fourth used to speed. The rest of the Anthony can be through the Arkansas defense as well. And it's also in the next row, the Seth Williams on a crossing out for 13 yards at Philip Albany's first attempt at the Grand Hill goal. But besides that, there were moments that you were even suspecting you had in the Toronto Wild to try to make that throw. Those boys were on the last side of the game. Looks so like off the off the drive. It's really a reckless pass across the middle. He's on the run. He's going to his right and he's trying to throw it back to his left back across the middle and catches the set line. It was almost intercepted. And then after a few completion runs to get all the field wins on that last drive, of course, Nick had the infamous spike that was really a fumble. And then of course, was Nick's multiple snaps. It's not a rule that cannot legally spike the ball after someone is snapped. A spike in that situation would be called intentional grounding instead, and that's what the best called on the field. Of course, what really happened was that Nick spiked the ball backwards, which was a backwards pass and a fumble. Arkansas technically did recover the fumble, but it was a few seconds after the official threw the play down. So we got really lucky here. Anthony Pickles made the wrong call on the field to call him to spike the pass and not a fumble. Considering they blew the play dead, they made the, they didn't make the right call. They made a mistake, but they made the right call considering they made a mistake. And that they came out of the review to say that Arkansas did not have an immediate recovery of the fumble, which was correct. It was a few seconds after the whistle that Arkansas recovered the ball. But if the official did make the mistake on the field and actually call out a fumble, when the play happened, the Arkansas ball and Arkansas was the same thing. But instead, the play intentional grounding. Because the last of the time, he was like, put the ground and she goes on the 
mission of Skype that was really fumbled I got away with. But we're seeing what it's like to do on how the offense tried to build upon last game. I think it's a good thing to try against South Carolina. This is a 12 o'clock news start on uh, the main central on ESPN. We're going to take a break for when we come back. We're continuing to stress all the football throughout the show. And we're also addressing the Yankees. From the playoffs, this is the Rays in five games, and also discuss the best cycle of no news with the Jackson of Rumble. You're listening to the next hour on WTGF 91.1 FM, and I'm your host, Brenda Gaffin. Hello, and welcome back to the next hour. I'm your host, and Chris Dr. Brenda Gaffin. And we're going to have a call now with the return of this easy forum from Dublin. Easy, welcome to the show. Just go down and just think that not a lot of players. And just 
Overall, I think this is uh, not only the system of the kind now, because there's no point there, because it's not the kind. I think they would take number one, and I think everyone agrees that number one 
the best subject class that came out of college in St. Dollar was. And he was in the of the potential in St. Dollar. And I think St. Dollar was a potential skill, but you came from St. Dollar with money. Can you come up to the contract because we're already in year three? Now, of course, you know, next year will be the last year of the contract, and then you just get kind of a quick year option. But I still don't know if you can go out and yet, and, you know, it's likely that, you know, you're going to bring in a new head coach, and I hope I have a good idea to like what the quarterback that he wants. And so right now, I think it's still not a very fast to be set. If you play very well, I think it's possible that, you know, you're just going to have the top pick to keep on. That's the one else and the top five pick. Because if you play well, I think that would translate to some wins. But if you have a job, if you just go one more, I think in part it would be Sam I think you had a degree before, is that coming from the file, which is why it's a Brian Cashman. 
some five percent. But the way things are right now, and if they have a very high tech, it's 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 hard to pass up on except for one. Or if they put the field later on, depending on where the tech comes back or so right now I would say no. I think that could change it. It all depends on the play for the rest of the season. I agree.
and now I have to go to the file, and you can see that the thing that they went through, they end up sleeping paper, they beat the box, and they don't see the five days, and then they take out the five days from six days, they take out the same box, and they take out the same box, and they take out the same box, and they take Like, I don't know, I mean, I'm not just like a question. Do you have any idea early 
my guess line is, I'm going to guess line that the next, the Brooklyn Nets will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, if you have any great, we'll be happy with the coming year. I can see the two different sides of the other eye back, so I see IQ. Now, I was expecting to be some little bumpy roads in the first time I coached, but there's a lot to be had, and it's now higher than it comes around, and I feel like, you know, I just tell you, the urban team is detrimental to put chemistry on teams. I think a lot of things are in, some are in, it's pretty straight. But some are in, some are in, you know, the battle card, too. I want to see more girls in the top of the final. I'm not sure that I have them go making the final. You have to be best. I think the Mavericks are best that way. The team will make the jump. We'll have the young talent that I have with the guys with Valley Street. For me, still developing as well. They have the talent in place with young guys that they can make the next jump to be a top 14 in the Western Conference. And they're 15. I think that they have a favorite that I will have to have the is the Lakers. I think the Lakers have been playing with the guys. You saw how players such as the Reed Hamado have a resurgence here. People I thought were already critical of him in the regular season. And then he gave us playoffs, and you know, playoffs on there was a real thing. I played most starting playoffs, and it's fair for this Lakers here in the series. He played very well, he had 19 points in his play that day. And I think that with the roster, it's still good to maintain the guys they have, and I obviously I think everyone would agree that if he gave us the same as the Lakers, not the world title. I think the Lakers will be the favorite to come out of the West. The Eastern Conference, I think, is still a wild card right now, because I don't know if I really trust the Ducks in the playoffs. The Celtics, I think, for the roster, I think it's obvious. He was banged up coming to the playoffs, and he wasn't fully healthy. I think the team is able to see how he needs the Celtics to make a real playoff at three different degrees. So, again, from the Celtics, there's now a top really position. That's another insane angle. I can see the Celtics being much better this season as well. I don't know if that's that bad. It's a bad job. Obviously, you just have injuries there, but that's a good position to make those two. I think it's going to have a push-up by Skippers, so I think they'll do a good job of playing Skippers. It's going to be a very interesting while it's in the Eastern Conference. We're not going to have to stay the same as well, but I think they're looking for the favorite right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a few of the fewest, so I think that's plenty of the defender. 
And I think he's still going to be contiguous because he's an older team. But that's because they're older does not mean that they've lost all of their
you know, you don't have to, you know, but I think he's someone who doesn't throw in there to feel comfortable. And my last point, Stephen Bennett, I think he's an awesome, I love him. He's a very powerful ball, too. You know, he's one of my favorite younger and big players. Uh, outside of us, you know, our guys are very